Okay, it's Monday, and I am freaking out a little bit. Today, by the way, is Monday, July 20th. Here in Atlanta, we have less than a month before school starts, so I can feel our summer vacation slipping through our fingers. The clock is ticking. We need to make a decision about the fall. Hi and hello. You found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. You can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. Last Friday's episode was a casual conversation with Chris, and that was recorded on the fly about some of the things that we are mulling over as we try to decide what we're doing in the fall about school. Up top, let me say what I believe about mothers. In general, most of us are doing the best that we can. Mothers carry the emotional weight of parenthood. We think through, pray through, overthink through, and analyze all the options for all the things. I trust that if you are a mother, you are making the best decisions for your family. There's no judgment from me no matter what you choose or if you even have a choice. Here's what I do know. Every family is facing different choices, but our choices aren't made in a vacuum. Even if we want to do what's best for our families, we understand that there is a broader impact to our community and beyond. This is one of the reasons why Chris and I still haven't landed on a decision on all this. There's a lot to consider. The conversation that I had this morning with my friend Katie is for moms who are considering homeschooling. This may not be you, but you can listen in and pass this episode on to your mom friends who are considering this. No matter what your family decides, stay tuned through the end. Katie gives some great advice about locking arms with other moms, no matter what. And then some of the besties, Amber, Hannah, and Doreen, have some words of encouragement for you, for all of you. My goal with this podcast isn't to be all things to all people, but it's to help us live alongside each other in an understanding way to listen well and to forge friendships with those who don't line up with us on paper perfectly. Thank you for allowing us to even take up this space in your life for these conversations. Without further ado, here's the chat I had this very morning with my dear friend, Katie Liprant. So I am here with my friend Katie. Katie and I have worked together on Coffee and Crumbs. We work together in Birds on a Wire. We co-own a business together, but we have never done a podcast episode together. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know how that, I mean, we're basically neighbors. So this is, this is so exciting to me to be here. I wanted to ask Katie here because I got some DMs saying, hey, while I really appreciated you and Chris's conversation about homeschool, you didn't drill down into the nitty gritty of how do I actually do it? And this morning, I was like, you know who needs to answer that question? Not me. My friend Katie needs to answer that question because she has been homeschooling for eight years. We actually used to be in classical conversations together. Katie, tell us about your kids, the makeup of your family, so we know who we're listening to here. Okay, so I have four kids. My oldest is going into sixth grade this year. So actually, this will be our seventh year homeschooling because I've homeschooled him from kindergarten on. So that's Elijah. He's our oldest. And then Britton is nine. She's going into fourth grade this year. 
Ben is eight. He's going to third grade. Yep, do that math. And Jude is going to be a first grader this year. So all of them are like actually doing the schoolwork every day this year. So it's going to be interesting. But I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I've always homeschooled. Yes. And I just, this past week, I was like, I just want to share with moms who are thinking, oh my gosh, I might be doing this. And just encourage them that like, if this, if you decide homeschooling is the right choice for your family, you can do it. It's totally doable. We have a mutual friend, Christina, and she posted on her Facebook times that you can expect for your student to sit down and actually do schoolwork. And I thought it was so helpful. Like She said, kindergarten, really, you can only expect 15 to 20 minutes of them like sitting down and doing traditional school. So can you frame that up? I, like, what does homeschooling look like for a first time homeschooler? What are some fair expectations that we should have from let's do I mean, I have someone that wrote me today. She's like, I'm going to homeschool my three year old. I'm not sending her to preschool. Like, what is a fair expectation? Like, what does that look like versus a sixth grader? Well, I would say if you have a three-year-old, you should um, take your expectations wherever they are and, like, lower them. I don't know, about 50%. In those, I think it's really interesting. The moms that have reached out to me, I think people who have, like, middle schoolers and high schoolers are recognizing that, like, the virtual option will work for their kids or it's somewhat – they can at least expect their kids – to be a little bit more independent. But the moms who are really, I think, freaking out right now are the moms who have young elementary schoolers because they tried virtual in the spring and it wasn't a great fit for those young ages. So yeah, I think with a a three-year-old, I mean, it looks like Play-Doh and blocks and letters and name recognition. And it's just so simple. And those kiddos literally have like a 10-minute attention span. So you choose an activity and it's like, we're going to work on, you know, if your name is Jude, we're going to work on the letter J and like looking at it and recognizing it and making it out of Play-Doh and saying J words for 10 minutes. And then we're done. And then we're going to go have a snack or you're going to go run around outside or we're going to go to the park. And then maybe we'll do 20 minutes more in the afternoon. So in that pre-K preschool age range, it's it should be really simple and it should be fun and it shouldn't be paper and pencil and worksheets. It should be things that they can hold and things that they can, you know, hold in their hands and move around with. Yeah. When I think about what Lucy's kindergarten year looked like, it was not her at school sitting at a table all day doing worksheets or looking at the whiteboard and watching her teacher run them through drills. They did incorporate a lot of play. They did art. They had story time. So I think it's really unfair for people to think that their kids sit at a desk all day at school. Like they don't do that at school. They're not going to do that at home school. I mean, we do not sit. We don't have desks in our house. We, the kids rarely sit at tables. If they do, it's our big dining room table. They spread out. Sometimes they've got kids laying on the floor reading a book and other kids sitting up doing math. But we don't, we have a playroom that has school stuff in it, but we don't sit there and do school all day long. We certainly don't start at nine and go straight through to two o'clock in the afternoon. Like we start at 9 a.m. and we try to do like an hour on math. And that's like, we're not spending a full hour doing math, but that is our math hour. So for my sixth grader, he probably will be doing it for an hour, but the fourth grader, half an hour, the third grader, maybe half an hour. And my first grader, if if we get 20 minutes of math done, that's a lot of time spent on math for a kid who's only six years old. So I think just lower those expectations and, and knowing, like you said, Christina's post, that this is not going to take all day long. I think on the one hand, it dials down the intimidation factor. And the other hand, you're like, what am I going to do with my kids all day long if we're only doing school for an hour or two hours? You've been homeschooling for a while. Talk to me about what it looked like when you had a baby and you were also educating 
the children that needed education. Like, what what do you do with the baby? Yeah, not going to lie. Those were the hard years. I'm trying to think. When Elijah was in first grade, I had a one-year-old. And so then when Elijah, when my oldest was in second grade, I had a two-year-old. And that, when we had a two-year-old, when we had a baby, I mean, babies sleep all day long. So the baby wasn't hard. But those toddlers, it's really difficult. So we definitely had to switch our schedule to work around the toddler. So when he went down for a nap, that was when we would do the thing that was difficult for my older kids. So for Elijah in the early years, reading was really hard. Math, he could kind of, he could pick up the adding and subtracting, but it was difficult to teach him how to read. So it, I was always so frustrated because first thing in the morning, I'm a go-getter and I wanted to be like, oh, it's school time, let's go. You know, but the toddler wanted my attention. And so we were, we were battling that. So it was about halfway through the year, I realized we can save phonics for nap time. And then Elijah and I can work, you know, for 20, 30 minutes really hard and I'm not distracted. And if I needed to, that was when my kind of middle-aged kids, my four and my five-year-old, it's like they can have screen time then. They can go play in a different room and I can be one-on-one with this child who needs special focus right now. That's so helpful. And that's so true. I So we stopped homeschooling two years ago. And that previous year, my last year of homeschooling, I just, I was like, this is so hard. I have Lucy, who is preschool, and not a reader, Caroline, who is, I think, in pre-K and not yet a reader. And I was like, I cannot do this with two non-readers. Um, and then, of course, Jude was just chiming in on their lessons. I'm like, oh, my word, I'm trying to teach them. Like, I know you know this material. Can you go in the other room? I do think it's a lot more difficult when you have little, little non-readers that want your attention. And then you have an older kid that actually needs that attention and isn't used to like sitting down, doing the worksheet, or you you say like, go outside, do math, <laughs> come back in and talk to me about it. I'm like, okay, did you get distracted? Why are you not inside talking to me about it? Okay, well, where does a brand new homeschooler even start? I went to Pinterest the other day just to look at homeschooling stuff because we're thinking about getting back into it. We haven't made our decision yet. And it is overwhelming. Like, where do we begin? Oh, that's a good question. It is so overwhelming. I mean, I think I there are so many. If you have a mom in your sphere, in your circle, who's a homeschooler, just ask her if you can go buy her coffee or sit socially distanced on her front porch and, and pick her brain. If not, there's like you said, there's so many blogs. There's so much on Pinterest. I mean, in my Instagram story, I have a homeschool homeschoolers highlight that people can watch that's really high level on here's some ideas for curriculum. Here's some places to go look. Here are some things not to worry about. And I think the intimidating thing, we all, we just want to do it right. And there's so much out there. It can be paralyzing. So we don't do anything. So I would say if once you've made the decision to homeschool, just pick any curriculum and just start because you won't know until you get going if what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And you're going to have to adjust along the way. But I would say pick something and then commit till Christmas. We're going to do this till Christmas. And if the wheels have fallen off the bus and you're like, this is terrible, you can always go virtual for a second semester. You can seek out other options. You can enroll them in a <laughs> private school. You know, you can do something else. But give yourself till Christmas. Give yourself that few months to kind of find your rhythm because it does take a while. But you, you just have to dive in and start somewhere. That is such good advice. I just read on the Gospel Coalition this morning that the decisions that you make now are not usually decisions that are forever decisions. Like, of course, the marriage is a forever decision. <laughs> but but when we are figuring out this homeschool thing, yes, like you are not locked into this at all. 
And so that was really freeing for me. I met a family that was like, you don't have to make this homeschool decision for the rest of your child's life. We just take it one year at a time. Katie's saying you can just take it one semester at a time. Just try it. You hate it? You can be like, we made a huge mistake. (laughs) Or you can just try another curriculum. Like, okay, my kid, like you're going to learn more about your child, like how they learn, where their strengths are. And you might have to change. Like I have bought three different math curriculums because all three of my kids need different things. That's something interesting too. Well, I don't want to overwhelm anyone and I will point you to Katie's Instagram. It's L-E-I-P-P-R-A-N-D-T. I'll link it in the show notes, but go check out her homeschool highlights. Start there. And then are there any other resources that you would recommend for the people that listen to the show or moms with little, little kids? I love Busy Toddler. Is there anything else? I would say Busy Toddler, and I think Days with Gray is a great resource. She just has a lot of, she calls them morning invitations, but it's a way to like at least get going with something intentional and something creative. And of course, you can make it about like numbers and letters, especially for those three, four, five-year-old kids. And it's a good way to for the mom to be able to wake up slowly. Um, you know, it's something you can think about the night before and then set it out for your kids. And then it gives you a... T- chance to like get your feet underneath you before your kid is like what are we doing next what are we doing next so days with gray it's a great blog yes birds on a wire had an episode about this on wire talk tell us more about that yes days with okay so it's beth rosenbleeth it's episode 219 so if you go to birds on a wire moms.com you can just look for it but it's episode 219 wire talk 219 and it's in about inviting play into your every day with days with gray but it's a great episode and she she explains this whole idea and she like links to all of her her website and she's got a startup guide and all that so check that out it's on the wire talk podcast katie i have to pause this right here to do a quick break for today's sponsor i am a noonday ambassador for a few reasons One, because I love the global impact this fair trade fashions accessory company has by paying artisan business partners in vulnerable communities all over the world a fair wage for their dignified work. And two, because I love the local impact of this company. Built into its DNA is the opportunity to host adoption fundraiser trunk shows because our founder, Jessica Honiger, started Noonday to raise funds for her son's adoption. To date, Noonday has helped more than 4,000 families adopt by donating over $800,000 through our adoption fundraiser trunk shows. I'm currently hosting one of these fundraisers. My friend recently found out that her son's biological mother is pregnant again, and my friend has been asked if she can adopt her son's sibling, a baby girl due in November. As you might imagine, an unexpected adoption is pricey. We're talking more than $50,000. To top it off, my friend's husband is a pilot, and during this global pandemic, he's facing furlough. Noonday, for the month of July only, will give 15% of sales from adoption trunk shows directly to families in the adoption process, and I will match that with my commission, which means 30% of sales will help a family bring home a daughter. Noonday has a few items left in their July last chance sale, so if there's anything you need for the holidays or to squirrel away for teacher gifts, please consider shopping my friend's fundraiser show at indiananoonday.com slash adoption. And if you're in the adoption process or know someone who is, and if you're seeking fundraising opportunities, I would love to pair up with you on that. My offer to match Noonday's donation stands for everyone. 
It's my absolute favorite thing to do for Noonday. Just hit me up on socials or use the contact form on indiananoonday.com. And now back to the show. Okay, you mentioned lowering our expectations. Take your expectations, lower them, and then maybe lower them one more. Tell me, run me through kind of a typical homeschooling day with fair expectations and what we should expect from our kids that are new to homeschooling, not seasoned homeschoolers that have this rhythm down. I love that. I think it's super important as moms to always set expectations for your kids. So, you know, sitting them down and having a conversation with your whole family, like, guys, this year's going to be different. I'm new. You're new. Please give me grace. I'm going to give you grace. That said, I like, we have multiple kids in our family, so I like starting our day together. So we try to get started at 9 a.m. I do, we, again, my youngest is five. So if you've got little bitties, your day is maybe starting at seven or eight, but we start at nine um, and we all are together for that first hour from nine to 10. And that is when we do memory work. That's when we do look at the Bible. We do geography. Um, and that's when we do reading. So my older kids, I'll send them off with a book. My younger kids who are still becoming fluent readers, that's when we read. And we kind of have an hour long time block from nine to 10. And if they finish their stuff before 10, it's free time. Go do whatever you want, but meet back here at 10. And if it takes till 10, then it takes till 10. And we stop if we didn't finish. 10 o'clock, that's when we move into math. And I have an hour for math. And again, with the little ones, it does not take an hour. So don't feel like you need to, you know, keep going and going and going. But for my sixth grader, it will take him an hour this year. So again, when the little ones are done, go play. And they, and we, you just have to work on that, like, go play, but you need to go play by yourself. Or um, I know some homeschoolers will have special toys that only come out, you know, when you finish when you finish this worksheet, you get to go play with this special toy or do this special thing and incentivize them. And that way they're not coming back to you while you're trying to, you know, help your fourth grader multiply fractions. <laughs> so 10 to 11 is math. And then 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock, we do language arts. So that's when we practice spelling. That's when we do grammar for my older kids. That's when we diagram sentences. Super fun. And then at 12, again, no matter how much we did, we break for lunch. Um, I always try to have a chapter book going with my kids. I love reading out loud. I think it's one of the best things you can do for your kids' literacy. Great readers become great writers, so it really helps them become good writers later. And kids can understand a book that's a much higher level than they can read themselves. So don't think, you know, if you have a six-year-old, you can only read books that your kindergartner could read. You can be reading books like Little House on the Prairie. You can read Charlotte's Web. We always try to pick something classic, and we'll read aloud over lunch. And then 1 o'clock, we're done with lunch. My little kids, my third grader and first grader this year, they're done. They don't have anything after lunch. Um, but my older two will do their writing program. So we will do that from 1 to like 1.30, 1.45. And again, 2 o'clock, like I'm done. So if we're not done by 2 o'clock, we call it. That's the end of our day. Um, and then that's typically when I start working. So something for working moms or people who are working from home, make the schedule work for you. Like if, if you are on conference calls and you've got to get your work done in the morning, then you can shift your schedule with your kids to the afternoon. Or you can even do it with them in the evening. You do not have to be beholden to waking up and getting going with your kids' schooling. You can make their schooling wait until it's a good time for your family to do it. Girl, this is so good. (laughs) I'm going to re-listen to this and take notes for myself, especially if we return to this world. I One thing that has really given me life during 
the homeschooling phase and then even after it was connecting with other moms who were in this, um, you and Christina and then my other friend, Christina, like I can just text you anytime and be like, Hey, do you still have that CD with that song with the fractions on it? Or you texted me last week and you're like, do you still have those coloring sheets from that one time? How, how can women find other women? How, how can we be good friends to each other during this? Well, I mean, they should connect through the Today By The Way community and find one another, right? But truly, I mean, I think whatever communities you're already in, whether it's in your neighborhood or in your church, everybody is doing something different. Maybe not everybody. Most families are doing something different this fall. And so if you can just lock arms, and it doesn't have to be maybe a family who's homeschooling, but if it's a family who's virtual schooling, like, just say, hey, will you be my accountability buddy? Like, can I text you when I'm going nuts? Will you remind me that I can do this? You know, will you text me when you just cannot log your first grader into one more Zoom call? And and we can hold each other up and we can lean on one another because this is, this is hard for everybody. And it's not just schooling that's not normal. So I think you really need to be intentional and go first and find somebody and say, will you be my school buddy? (laughs) Will you be my school buddy this semester? Because I need someone who can laugh and cry with me. Oh, so good. So good. I like had this vision of a network of school doulas. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'll be your school doula. I'll help you get through this. But you have to be my school doula. You help me get through this. But you're right. I mean, the school year is going to look different for everybody. It looked different last spring. And then rumor has it that it's going to look different than even the spring that teachers have had to adjust, administrators have had to adjust. So we're all doing something new. So find someone and say, please help me. Let's help each other. (laughs) Be my buddy. Okay, tell us where to find you. I told Katie that she needs, she's a wealth of information. I told her she needs to put together this like newbie homeschoolers guide for us to download. And maybe she'll have that ready for us one day. But she does have a website. She is on Instagram. She'd be happy to like point you in the right direction. Tell us where to find you. Yes. So I have an old school blog up, um, but you can still find it. And I actually just posted with kind of a catalog of all of my homeschool posts. So if you want to dive in and see like, what was it really like for her when she had a infant and a three-year-old and a four-year-old and a six-year-old, you can go to katielyprant.com. It's Katie with a K and then my crazy last name. So katielyprant.com. And then yeah, I'm at Lyprant on Facebook and on Instagram and you can follow me along there. And I just have a lot of people who are asking a ton of questions, great questions in my DMs. So I'm trying to answer those in my stories. So you can check that out there. Do you have any words of encouragement for the moms that are listening, like in general, like about this crazy season, no matter the decisions they're making, homeschool or not homeschool, like how can we just encourage them? You can do this. Whether you are homeschooling mamas, whether you are virtual schooling, whatever school or, you know, private school, public school, whatever it looks like for you. I truly believe that God has entrusted our kids' education to us. And it is, as the parents, it's our primary responsibility to educate our kid. So I think my heart right now in this season, I'm really excited that a lot of people have had to take their kids' education off autopilot and are having to really think critically about what's the best thing for my child, what's the best thing for our family. So whatever it looks like, whatever route you take, like one, you can do this. God has given you your child. God will equip you with everything that you need to do this and to do it well. I think it is such a privilege to be able to even have this conversation. There's so many people who don't have options, you know? And so if you are thinking about, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do for my kid next year? And that's a conversation that you're even having, that's a blessing to be able to have that conversation instead of, you know, because of your work situation. 
you know, being forced into one route. So just know God has got this. God's going to equip you. This is not a surprise to him what's coming our way. So I just think this is something that like a year from now, we're going to look back and be like, man, that was God grew me in some amazing ways. And God did an amazing thing, not only in my heart, but in my kid's heart. So moms, you got this. You got this. Hey, no matter what your family chooses to do in the fall, or even if you have a choice, because many of us do not, please know that our community is here for you. Some of the besties have some words of encouragement for you. Hi, this is Amber. I'm an elementary school teacher and the mother to a seventh grader, second grader, and a kindergartner. We had assumed this summer that when school started, we would be attending in a hybrid situation. But because we live in Southern California, we have been mandated to 100% distance learning. I can't say I'm excited. There are definitely positives and negatives to all of the proposed models. But one thing that I do know is that teachers are trying their very best and our kids are resilient. They are going to handle their education in a graceful way and we are going to get through it together. This is Hannah and I just want to say first that I don't have a school-age kid but I am a former teacher and so I've been thinking a lot about what school is going to look like for kids going back in the fall and for teachers going back in the fall. This is such a complicated problem And I think that the way to view it is that there's not really a wrong answer. Every family has different needs. Every community has different needs. And so whatever a parent chooses for their child is what is right for their kid. I truly believe that whatever parent a kid has is the parent that is for them. You are the best mom for your kids. And so whatever decision you make, it's with the needs of your family in mind. With that being said, it's hard for teachers too. Teachers who have kids have to go back and have to send their kids back. Teachers who may be nervous about going back into the classroom or teachers who are worried about losing their jobs if not enough kids go back into the classroom. This is such a hard time and the best thing we can do is just encourage each other, have grace with one another, and understand that everyone is in a different place, a different season, and has different needs. Loving each other and encouraging each other is really the best way forward for all of us. This is Doreen. I was taught that if something is hard, I should ask, what am I being taught by this? Like, what can I learn? And I think we're all probably learning a lot in 2020. And learning and growing makes us better humans and better moms. Whatever it is you're learning or facing right now, decisions about that family vacation, what to do about work, your kids' education, or maybe something even harder— Know that you will get through it. No one knows your kids, your family, like you do. And there is no wrong decision. We are navigating uncharted waters right now. My kiddos are 10, 4, and 3. And our daughter will start 5th grade online with our public school due to COVID numbers. Our little guys may or may not get to go to an outdoor-style preschool. But our school hasn't even decided if they're opening yet. So remind yourself, 
everyone is learning. You are not in this alone. And if you feel alone, please find my internet besties on Facebook. Indy set up this online community for just that purpose, to help you feel less alone as a mom. We're out there supporting each other, and we'd love you to join our online bestie crew so that we can support you in whatever you're learning and going through. Okay, friend, that is it for today. I want to thank all of our contributors. Katie can be found on her blog, katielyprant.com, and on Instagram at Lyprant. Amber is on Instagram at The Guilted Life, and her blog is TheGuiltedLife.com. Hannah is on Instagram at hturk139, and her podcast is a day at a time podcast. And those episodes drop every Wednesday. And Doreen is on Instagram at One Loud Librarian, and she's going to head up book club for today, by the way, if I ever get my internetbesties.com sorted out. One day, one day. All of this is in the show notes at todaybytheway.com slash episodes. I love you guys. I call our community the besties because you truly do feel like friends and you are the best people on the internet. I don't know about you, but I cannot bear to look at my Facebook feed these days. I have had to mute so many high school friends, bless it all. (laughs) But I really do love the Facebook groups that I'm a part of, my internet besties chief among them. Join us for judgment-free laughs and discussion. It's Monday today. It is summer. The school year is coming. But today, today is a new day. And friend, I am cheering you on.